Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We've talked about um, grief very recently here on Lunchtime Live and I spoke about my own experience of it. Um, and I have to say after I did that, you know, we had a, we had a great response to the piece on the show. A lot, a lot of people got in touch, even sent me emails in actually and I should say thanks a million to everybody who did. Um, and we said we'd talk about it again today because I actually feel, it, I feel it's important to chat about it. I, I often think grief is even so much more compounded, you know, over Christmas and at Christmas time. And I know it's it's terrible and it's awful at any time of the year, but I think it can really, you know, knock you for six at the most unlikely moments um, over the month of December. And I think it's important to chat about it because I don't think actually that we we talk about it half enough at all. So we are going to talk about it today on the show. Um, Sharon O'Neill is with me on the programme today. Sharon, listen, thank you for, for joining us on the show. I, I appreciate Will you tell us? Thank you, Andrea. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Grace, Sharon. Um, Grace was our second daughter, and um, a real dream come true for us and for her big sister. Who, um, if there was a little girl who was ever just born to be a big sister, it was my my eldest child, Katie. She just a very nurturing, caring, loving child. Even at, at three years of age, as she was when we found out we were having a second child. So, um, it was a a wonderful, happy time in our lives initially, but quite early on, um, we did find out that Grace had health concerns, um, and we were, I suppose, in a, in a very unexpected way, threw into a world that we really did not want to be part of, and um, obviously, never, it's not something anyone anticipates, mm-hmm. you know. But we um, very quickly our little dreams family dreams were shattered, you know, and we were finding ourselves preparing for a very different reality. Um, and we were told that we were never really given a lot of hope that our little Grace would, um, as she did, come into the world kicking and screaming. And um, so, yeah, it was it was very difficult. And we spent, we had our, our, our first Christmas um, with Grace. I was expecting her at the time. And we were told... Um, I disliked it very much at the time, but we were told to focus on making memories even before her birth. Um, so our focus at that stage, we, we found out we were having a little girl and we named her Grace and we spent our first Christmas decorating the Christmas tree with um, little ornaments for Grace and obviously for Katie. Um, so she was part of our family um, really from a very early stage, okay. even before she actually come into the world. So Christmas definitely, um, I feel it heightens a lot of these emotions mm. and it heightens loss, Andrea. And I want to acknowledge, obviously, your own loss and your own suffering because um, it's hard, like loss, and it's it's painful at this time. It's painful yeah, at every time, sure. but I think it's heightened it is, yeah. at certain times, you know, and we are all watching everyone else and everyone seems so happy and it seems like such a special time with family and friends but it can also obviously be very lonely and it can heighten the absence of a a loved one over the Christmas period absolutely it really can yeah Sharon the 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 health complications of the complications that you talked about that um you know that that were mentioned to you um with, with grace was that was it like how early on was it was it during the pregnancy that that was mentioned to you it was it was yeah, okay. it was it was fairly early in the pregnancy she had um 
significant heart defect and um, other little complications as well. So they, we obviously were, we were um, transferred to a specialist and we were seen by a wonderful doctor and we had a great team surrounding us and we had special um, midwife staff. And, but I think part of me at that stage and all, of, you know, all the family, we, you're in a denial, you know, because it just, it seemed too hard to take all of this in and I could feel the baby grow and I could, you know, see her little heartbeat and everything to me in my um, blissful state. I could try and imagine that we could still have a healthy child, you know, so every time we went to an appointment, I kept hoping um, that our, that someone would tell me they were wrong and that everything was fine, you know, because mm-hmm. you just don't, we're not conditioned to think that a child is ever going to be sick, you know, or certainly not born sick. And we were very innocent. You know, our first um, little child, thankfully, um, was born very healthy and well. And I personally had never known um, the impact of a a sick child in my world, you know, so to to feel that we were opening up to that pain, it was nearly too much to take in until the point that you have absolutely no choice. Um, So we... We went through it, I suppose, clinging to hope, but obviously we were very, um, very frequently reminded that we were to prepare ourselves for the worst, you know. And but we, we were lucky and very blessed that we did have time with Grace, you know. And I know that we were able to find some comfort in that. And everyone's mm. experience of, um, whether it's the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one, you know, everyone has their own personal journey, but. I prayed um, and pleaded with anyone who would listen that I would just get to see her, hold her and feel, you know, and we got to hear her little cry and we got to spend time with her. And really, um, and it's very important, I suppose, I mean, obviously focus on on grace and the grief and the loss, but my primary or our primary motivation of sharing um, and the whole reason really for sharing Grace's story was to raise awareness and to encourage people to donate to Laura Lane because... Really, um, without them, we would never have had the quality of life and time that we did with Grace. With Grace. You know, we had, yeah. you know, despite being very heavily burdened with very complex um, health concerns and obviously, very, you know, enormous heartache and enormous fear. And to be honest, I suppose, looking back, never really you know in the moment, you know, we managed to have beautiful family time together and Grace had time with or with all of us, we got to be that little family unit that we prayed for and we dreamt of. And she had time with her grandparents. You know, we had a beautiful family suite in Laurelin, and um, we always felt that if there was ever any opportunity that we could have to to help Laurelin to continue doing the wonderful work that they do mm-hmm. and to raise the vital funds that they need to continue to help other families like our little family um, to have those cherished mm-hmm. moments. We wanted to be able to take yeah. that. You know, it's it's not I, it's difficult, but it's um it's worth it for us to feel that maybe if, if it can help one other family, if it can help Laura Lynn to help one other family, absolutely, it's worth, it, it's worth it. Just, just explain, Sharon, I suppose how Laura Laura Lynn um supported you in 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 those days because I know you you know you you had time and 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 for you and for the family and you know grandparents and everybody it was so important to have those those days with Grace, but. It, it was it was it was a short period, wasn't it? It was a short. We um, Grace lived for eighteen days, um, and it 
was I mean it's an enormous tragedy and it will never um it will never be anything else for mm-hmm. us you know and I think there's that idea that the passage of time and other things happening within a family that you know you've and I use it very much loosely that you've moved on you know but never ever is there a moment in life that grace is not present mm-hmm. for us um, she is carried with us in everything that we do and she's very much like I remember the first Christmas after we lost Grace um, really struggling with the idea of writing a card that didn't have her name on it um, because I don't see her as not being part of our family she's not present but she's here you know and she's my daughter she's Colin's daughter she's Katie's big sister and she's a she's now our little sister but yeah, she's now a big sister yeah <laughs> she's a big sister as well you know so there's all of those you know we feel her very involved um but there's obviously you know she's she's not she's not here and it's a it's a hard thing to um to accept in any way but we we find ways to honor her memory and um obviously this is one of them and Laura Lynn have helped us enormously both in the time that we had with Grace and post, uh, you know, in in her loss and suffering, like they, we we managed thanks to Laura Lynn, we were able to get Grace home, um, for her final day, really, and the beautiful nurses, um, from Laura Lynn accompanied, accompanied us on our journey home, and it was it was surreal, like it was a, a, a real wonderful, peaceful journey like she sat and she looked around her and I, we were very concerned about it but she she was wonderful it was there was almost a sense like she knew where she was going you know it, she was very peaceful very calm everyone was happy we got her we got the photograph of us standing at the doorway you know holding our little yeah. baby and taking her home you know and when we were in Laurel and um, you know you asked how they helped or what it was like they um, they organised real life for us like it was almost like they captured years of our family time together in moments you know and there was there was nothing that they didn't think about like they organized little picnics um they organized photography and we got the most beautiful beautiful photographs of us as a family and of grace and of grace and katie and you know they sustain all of us you know they we we have those photos on our walls we have albums you know um, grandparents have photographs and she's present then you know those little moments are captured we got handprints and footprints and Katie and Grace both done little combined pieces of artwork together you know and there's just no way that we would have come home and had the presence of mind or the peace or the stillness or the calmness or the environment you know in the midst of all that pain and suffering to be able to think of doing those wonderful things that are treasures you know they really are when when that's what you have as a memory of your child it's just everything the i know i know you're you're, you're talking about this Sharon really to um well look for for fa- it's it's 4 years ago it's 4 years now isn't it it's 4 Since years Andrew, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, and yeah. i know there'll be there'll be many other you know families like you and 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 Colin and the kids across the country who who for will be in the same position as you were 4 years ago and and for whom this will yeah. be you know their first um their first christmas and and it's it's i i think often when you talk to people you know who've gone through this it's often very hard to know what to do you know and and it to is to find a way to celebrate and, you know, and at the same time, obviously, mark the memories and, and that that you talked about. But mm-hmm. what, 
what what I suppose advice, Sharon, if you want to call it that, but like for mm-hmm. for for other families who were in the position you were in in, in twenty eighteen, like what maybe just words of support would you have for them heading in? Um, the biggest thing I'd say is just to do what feels right for you because everyone's journey with grief is very very unique. Um, I think it's very important to keep for you know a child or a loved one to keep them present. You know, I I can't imagine not having and there's um there's a sense that you know you can't do certain things or it wouldn't be the right thing to do certain you know there's no rights and there's no wrongs and um, to take the time to reflect and remember you know it is painful but it's very necessary you know because it keeps our loved ones present you know and find a way to honor their memory you know we have Grace's little Christmas tree decorations we have a candle that we light for her um I'll tell you um, a little story. We had a little baby um, grieving in 2021 and his first Christmas stocking was hung last year. Okay. Um, so I bought a full new set of Christmas stockings for for the kids, you know, and I left the shop with four. And I, we've, you know, we've four kids present with us and I couldn't deal with it. I had to go back and buy one for Grace, for Grace. you know, and someone might think that wasn't the right thing to do because she's not here to open her stocking, but I couldn't not have her little stocking hanging, you know. So there's no rights and there's no wrongs. You know, you have to do what allows you to to feel good or to feel at ease or at peace with the situation and also to be gentle with yourself. You know, there's no pressure. There shouldn't be any feelings of pressure to celebrate because, you know, it's what you should be doing. You know, it's okay to, to not and to just, pass and say no to things you know and I did read something quite recently um, and it said like it might be whatever number of years like in our case it might be four years for you but for me it's every day you know and I think that's so true mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no time limits on grief it is every day it is and it's different every day and some days I feel that you know the anniversaries or birthdays and the significant days are supposed to be so so painful and it you might pass them and they might, you know, you might come out okay. And Absolutely, think, oh, that yeah. You know, you, you've such a build-up, don't you? You've such a build-up. <laughs> yeah. And you survive it and you think, okay, I can yeah. do this. And then there could be a day that it just, for no reason, and it just hits like you cannot yeah. even believe that it's, it's happening un- or that it, ha- that it has happened. It's beyond the ability to process even, you know. So um, mm. it's just to be mindful of, of how you feel in the moment. And it's, you know, if, if you're happy also to not feel guilty about it, you know, it's it's okay to suffer and to feel a great sense of grief, but also to have moments of happiness too, you know, so... Absolutely, it's just finding your own way through. Really, you're you're so right about that. And it just when you you know, I I, I kind of just thought there when you mentioned that. Like, I think for a lot of people, there is that build up of you know, Christmas Day in particular. I always think people talk about it, and it is a very hard day. But it's funny, I actually find you know, it's Christmas Eve on these days. You know, the Stephen's Day or the other days that you're maybe there, or you're maybe you have time to think when you're around the house. I actually find there very difficult days and, and yet the build up you put the focus on you know sitting around at, at, at Christmas Day and uh, and all that goes goes with that Listen Sharon I, I, I want to thank you um, for chatting about this today because we've we've a couple of messages that have come in from people who are actually like we we, we mentioned going through what what you and Colin um, are going through and I do want to thank you for sharing your story with us today because I actually think talking about it is a great deal of well a great service 
I think, to, to other people. But I think it helps, you know, people going through this too. Uh, this listener, Sharon, says, we lost our little girl, Ada, at the end, just at the end of October. I'm sorry to, to that texter. Uh, just 20 months old. Uh, no charity in the country to deal with a loss like this, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.